0: power in your name. Jesus is real.
1: But make sure that you read good books in your left hand and you keep your Bible in your right hand. Too many people And this happens to a lot of believers and especially men. What happens is you read the Bible for a while and then all of a sudden you really start to like some author. And then all of a sudden you get really off on this author's thing and then it's like everything about your Bible is this author's idea. When really what you need is you need to read an author and you need to chew on the meat and spit out the bones. You need to read it like a Berean, searching the scriptures diligently to see if those things are so.
0: There are several good Bible-based books that have been written through the years. However, Pastor Daniel warns us today to not let these other human authors take the place of God's Word in our lives. These additional writings can be beneficial to us, but they need to be brought back to the Bible to maintain truth in our lives. God's Word is our ultimate source of knowledge of God and how to grow in our relationship with Him. Now, here's Pastor Daniel with part three of his message, The Need for Learning.
1: person who meditates on God's word day and night, they'll be fruitful like a tree planted to the river. You notice that word meditates is in there. Now meditates, you'd be like, oh, I can't believe you're talking about meditation in the Bible. People talk about meditation. It's like you need to clear your mind out and think of nothing. In the Bible, the word meditation literally means to chew on something to get all of the nourishment out of it. It means to truly interact and grapple internally with something to get all of the potential nourishment out of it. How many of you have ever heard the fact that in order to get the proper nourishment out of your meal, you need to chew every mouthful about 10 to 15 times? Forget all this chew and swallow, put that next bite in there. That's what I'm saying, right? But in a lot of ways, it's the same thing with God's Word. We're supposed to put it in there, and we're supposed to masticate it, chew on it, get all the nourishment out of it. And too often, we're just reading it and running, not chewing on it. See, deepening is all about the word of God. Now, to go back, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, look at what it says. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Listen, deepening takes diligence. It takes diligence. That word, be diligent, it literally means to be eager or to be zealous. It means making every effort. It has the idea or the connotation of being persistently zealous for something. Now, this is important. Because if you want to be deepened in the word of God, you need to have a persistent zeal for it. Now, let me give you a great example, because I think right now you hear a message like this and you're like, okay, so Fusco, I believe you're right. I believe I want to be deep and I just want to learn things. I want to be deep and I want to learn the art of living. So I'm going to get in the word. And what happens is, is that everybody is kind of like what we do at New Year's resolutions with getting healthy. You're like, okay, it's the new year. I'm going to lose 30 pounds and I'm going to join the gym, right? Anybody ever do that? Maybe it wasn't 30. Maybe it's 20 pounds. Maybe it's 10 pounds. It's joining the gym, whatever it is, right? How does that go? You're on a diet for three days, and your experience with the gym is seeing the key fob on your key ring, and you never show up there. Am I the only one who's had that experience? If you want to get yourself in shape, and I am definitely not an expert on this, but so I've been told, you need to mind your diet, and you need to keep showing up at the gym over and over and over and over again, and at some point, the effects of that decision pays off. You want to get good at anything. You need to keep showing up over and over and over again so that it takes its full hold. And for many of us, you've had fits and starts starting to study God's Word, becoming a student, a child of the Word. But it takes diligence. We need to be persistently zealous in the Word. You're never going to be deepened in two seconds. It's not like the matrix where they're just going to download the Bible app into your brain and you're going to get it that way. And listen, you're never going to be truly deepened in the word if the only time you partake of God's word is here at Crossroads on a Sunday and a Wednesday. At best, we gather together to be a family, to worship the Lord To hear the word. At best, a pastor offers the word to you in a way that is easily understandable. But really, a pastor's job is to teach how to feed yourself. And that's so important. Listen, if you're one of those people who the only time you hear God's word is when you come to Crossroads on a Sunday, brother, sister, you need to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Isn't that what Jesus said? Man shall not live by bread alone. By every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You need to give yourself God's word every single moment of every single day. This reminds me, of course, of Deuteronomy chapter 6. You guys remember this. This is where we get the first commandment from, right? Loving God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And I'm saying that this deepening helps us live vertically, upwardly. This is what it says. It says, and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit down in the house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. See, when the Lord spoke to Moses for the children of Israel and said, listen, I want you to love me with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and he says, listen, I want you to teach this to your children diligently. When you're sitting at home, Talk to them about my word. When you're taking a hike, talk to them about it. When you're going to bed, talk to them about it. When they're rising up, talk to them about it. And I want it to be everywhere. I want it to be like on your hand there. Everywhere you go, my word is in front of you. I want it to be at the frontlets of your eyes. I want it to be on the door. Your house needs to be founded on this. That's a diligent way of looking at it, isn't it? And so I want to talk to you real briefly about how to do this with God's word. Because I realize that there's some of you here right now, you're going to say yes to Jesus for the very first time today at the end of this gathering. And listen, I'm so excited. And this is good that you're hearing this. Because if you say yes to Jesus, you need to become a person of his word. And I'm going to talk to you how to do that. But I believe for many of you, you love Jesus here already. That's why you're here. This is your church. But I've been a pastor long enough to know that most Christians do not read God's word every day. And we need to change that. Because you need to interact with God's word every day so here's the first thing every single day you need to have an interaction with God's word now there's a lot of different ways to do this if you're traveling coast to coast you're going to take a plane you're going to go at 30,000 feet right it will take you six hours depending on which direction you're heading five hours one direction six the other direction right at 30,000 feet you do a huge flyover that's like reading through the whole Bible in a year if you've ever done that before you should do it Four chapters, three in the old, one in the new, 365 days, you read through the entire Bible. If you're really feeling saucy, you could do three in the old and two in the new, and you get through the Old Testament once and the New Testament twice, all in one year. That's a 30,000 feet view. If you're going from coast to coast, you want that. You're not going to see all the little cool things in each community, but you'll see the big lakes and the big mountains. It's a flyover. That's one way to do it. If you're traveling within your region, you'll probably take a car, right? Car's a street level view. And maybe what you do is you read a chapter a day, right? You're not trying to get the, third, you just get a different view. You know, if you're driving in a car, as opposed to a plane, you get a different view of the landscape. Maybe you need to take a street-level view of driving. Or if you're walking around your own neighborhood, right? You walk, you take a bike, much slower. Maybe we just need to soak in a few passages of Scripture. See, one of the things that I've learned in being a student of the Word is that Sometimes you got to take a plane, sometimes you need to take a car, and sometimes you need to stroll through a neighborhood, and they're all okay. The key is, is that every single day, you're getting into the word. You're letting God's word get into you. And I really want, every day, you need to say, every day I am going to receive God's word. It's like Jeremiah said, Your word was found by me, O Lord, and I did eat it, and it became unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. Every day, listen, every single day, you make time... You make time to take a shower or do something to make sure that nobody knows you didn't take a shower. And we all say, thank you very much. Amen. Like you brush your teeth or you stick a mint in, right? You make time for it every day because it's important, right? We're all grateful. Everybody made time today to put some clothes on before you came to church. And we're super grateful for that too, right? And in the same way, you need to make time every day to put God's word into you. It has to be as necessary as taking a shower or brushing your teeth or eating food or whatever it is. You need to make a commitment that this is essential for your life. One of the things that I used to do, and here's my second thing is, you need to memorize scripture. One of the things that I used to do is I used to take a note card, and I'd write a scripture on each side. And I would stick it in my pocket because like, I'm a little ADD. I know you guys would never have guessed, right? But I'd be sitting there, I'd be like, and then, oh, there's something in my pocket. I forget that I put it in there. Pull it on out there, and there'd be a scripture on it. And I just read it, and I start memorizing it. Like 2 Timothy 2.15. He tells you to show yourself approved. A worker who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I got to memorize that along the way. See? But you're like, oh, well, you know, so archaic, a note card in pens. Listen, you can set your phone notifications. Every hour, it can notify you. Pop the scripture up. Every time, oh, someone's getting in touch with me. Oh, look at that! For we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and for those who are called according to His purpose. Romans eight twenty eight. He must increase, that I must decrease. John thirty. We can do this all day. See, you need to continually let God's word get into you, and you memorize scripture. You know what the beauty of memorizing scripture is? Is because God keeps you on a short leash. I remember as a young believer, I was struggling. I, was, I came out of the world, I got saved, and I remember memorizing "Free Youthful Lusts" because every time I was tempted, that verse would pop up in my head like a pop-up without a pop-up blocker on my computer. Boom! And I was so grateful for it, even to this day. Something going "Free Youthful Lusts," I was like, "Man, I'm out of here!" Because it's memorized and it's in your heart, and when it's in your heart, it comes out of your life. Brothers and sisters, are you memorizing Scripture? Are you allowing Scripture memorization to be part of what you do so that at every point, maybe you're a grumpy person, and you hear, do all things without grumbling and complaining. You memorize that thing. Every time you're grumpy, you're like, sorry, do all things without grumbling and complaining. Or you can just remember Pastor Daniel's little thing, DBG, right? Don't be grumpy. That happens in my house all the time. Obadiah will wake me up at the... Crack of dawn, i am be like, oh, but I go to bed. I'll be like, DBG, dad. Ooh. I'm like, I'll deal with you later. You little animal. You're like your mom. No, I'm just kidding. Brothers and sisters, memorize scripture. Get God's word in you. Because then all of a sudden, God's word fights against all of our garbage. And whatever your struggle, maybe you're a fearful person. You memorize all the scriptures on not having fear, not having, you this all, you have to fight against your own natural tendencies with the word of God. Love your enemies. That's what Jesus says. Fox News or CNN will tell you to hate your enemies, but that's not the teachings of Jesus. That just keeps you coming back and selling ad space. Jesus says, love your enemies. That means, it says, pray for your president. Now, I know some people are very upset right now, but are you praying for him? Because if you're praying for him, it's hard to be angry at someone who you're praying for because God's like, look, I love that guy and I'm working on him too. See, we need to fight against this because if we don't, we just fall into the groove of our culture, which is exactly the problem that the church has right now. Jesus says, love self-sacrificially. And people say, I'll only love you if you love me. The Bible says, be joyful. And everyone says, if you ain't, angry, you ain't paying attention, you have all these things, and the Bible gives us a more excellent way to live but you need scripture to do battle against it the word of God is what confronts you, and beauty for me at this point, I'm still memorizing scripture every day, I'm always learning it, and I'm always reading it, but the problem is, is when you get enough of it in you, God keeps you on a real short leash, I don't know how many times I go to think something or do something and God's word pops up in my head, I'm like, oh Lord, thank you for your grace. That's where I land now. Cause every time I mess up, it's like, thank you for your grace, Lord. Your grace is sufficient for me. I sure need it, Lord. Your strength is made perfect in my weakness. Thank you, Lord. Cause every time you do something silly or you think something silly, God calls you on it. He calls you on it. That's what God wants to do in our lives. Brothers and sisters, listen, do word studies. You know, there's this guy named Augustus Strong. And Augustus Strong, back in the day, he decided he was going to catalog every word in the Bible. You can imagine this. He looked at the word love, right down, all the places he could find the word and, you name it, all of it. The poor guy didn't even know that there was going to be such a thing called Google. I mean, think about the time Augustus Strong took to catalog every word in the Bible. You know, and he was blessed. He did the work, and he was blessed by the work, and it got God's word in him. But today, you want to do a word study, you just Google it. So you just Google the thing. I want to do a word study on joy boom, love, boom, peace, it's there, 97 million thousand hits. When was the last time you did a word study? Looked at one word, one concept in the Bible. And then finally, my friends, listen, this is important. You need to read good books. But make sure that you read good books in your left hand and you keep your Bible in your right hand. Too many people, and this happens to a lot of believers, and especially men, What happens is you read the Bible for a while, and then all of a sudden, you really start to like some author. And then all of a sudden, you get really off on this author's thing, and then it's like everything about your Bible is this author's idea, when really what you need is you need to read an author, and you need to chew on the meat and spit out the bones. You need to read it like a Berean, searching the scriptures diligently to see if those things are so. Like so many people, they thought because we had a super blood moon that Jesus was coming back. Where'd they get that from? Not in your Bible. What does it say about a super blood moon? It says blood moon, they just call it a blood moon. They said the moon is literally gonna turn to blood. So that's not what happened. But people are like, oh, Jesus is coming back. Or some people thought Y2K, Jesus was coming back. Where's that in the Bible? Where's Y2K in the Bible? See, we're so busy reading some guy's interpretation that we're not reading the word of God, the living, breathing word of God. And we need to chew on the meat of someone else's teaching, but we need to keep the Bible open. Is this really true? And you can always tell when someone is reading, someone's writing. Like, I'm a big fan. I've always loved the teaching ministry of John MacArthur. But John MacArthur's gotten pretty crusty as he's gotten older. I can always tell someone when someone's a John MacArthur fan. Because they never smile. <laughs> and John is a good Bible teacher. But something happens. Because John MacArthur's mad at these people, he's mad at this person. And it's like, no, no, no. And I'm not knocking Johnny Mac. You could do a lot worse than reading Johnny Mac stuff. Trust me. He's really good. But... He's not Jesus of Nazareth. And you guys know this. You need to be a Berean on what I say. I'm hoping to get God's word right and his heart behind the word, but I might get it wrong too. So you hear my sermons and you check it against the word of God. Is he right? And if I am wrong, you come and say, hey, I think you may have gotten that wrong, but you do it in Jesus' way. Because the only thing that's infallible, this is all meat right here. Some of it might be challenging to get at, but everyone else has got meat and bones. You gotta be able to discern between the meat and the bones. And you know the difference by keeping the word of God close, knowing it, living it. So we need to be people who are being deepened by the word. Now, back in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, look what it says next. It says, Be diligent, right? It takes diligence to present yourself, approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. See, deepening remembers that we stand before God. see that idea of present yourself approved of God. And then it says, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. See, one of the ways that it's not just learning, but we're being deepened is we realize that we stand before God and everything about our lives happens before God. And the reason a person will just learn things and not be deep in They forget that their whole life is open to the Lord. They're gonna to have to give an account for their lives. Why would someone be ashamed? People are ashamed when they get caught doing what they know is wrong, right? We live in a world of scandals and everybody's ashamed because they get busted doing something they ought not to be doing. But the thing is, is every single moment of every single day, we all stand before the Lord. Listen to the book of Hebrews, chapter four, verse 13. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. You hear that? There is no pulling the wool over the eyes of the all-knowing one. See, that's what you learn. You can't pretend that the all-knowing one doesn't know all things about what you're doing. See, there's nothing that's happening that God doesn't see. And that's not like a scare tactic. That is just the stone-cold reality of life. Even if you've never said yes to Jesus, you're like, well, that's all great, but, you know, I stand before God. Who cares? You will care because you are still responsible for your life before God because in God you live and move and have your being even if you don't believe that. You don't get to choose how you have your being. That has been gifted to you by the true and living God. And all of us live our lives totally and completely wide open before the Lord. You're not faking anybody out. Sure, maybe your spouse doesn't know, or your boss doesn't know, or your friends don't know what is going on, but the all-knowing one absolutely knows. And when you begin to live your life not pretending that the reality of your life isn't the reality of your life, then all of a sudden God begins to deepen you. Because you start to say, look, I know that God sees everything. And you know what, because God sees everything and I have to give an account for this, I don't know that I wanna be this way anymore. I don't think this honors God. Actually, I know it doesn't, because his word tells me not to. Brothers and sisters, we become deepened, really grow when we realize that we live our lives completely before the true and living God. that's why the Bible says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Not because we should be afraid of God, but each one of us gives an account for our lives. And your life is so valuable to God that he holds us accountable for what our lives are. Doesn't that change the way you live? How would you drive if there was always a cop driving behind you? (laughs) Exactly, right? I wouldn't drive the way that I drive. If, no, every time I got in the car, there was a cop behind me, right? I rest my case on that one. <laughs> Back in 2 Timothy 2.15, it says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we see that deepening makes us workers. I'm going to close here. You see what it says? A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I believe that this is an extraordinarily important change between learning and deepening, is that when you realize that you're really created to be a servant. And this is where learning in our culture is about you attaining and being a boss and being this and that, and then the word of God go like this. Because God's design for you and I is that we become servants of the Most High God. That the goal of our deepening is to make us humble and simple servants of God. How do I know? Listen to Matthew chapter 20, is 26 to 28. Talking to his disciples, Jesus said, Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. See, the goal of deepening is that you and I would see ourselves as servants of God. Even if you're a boss, you're a servant of God who now serves God by running a company and you do that differently because it's not about just me getting what I want now it's about no no I'm here to be a servant of God I honor God and who I am and what I do and this is an essential change because you can learn all sorts of information Paul said that knowledge puffs up it makes you proud you ever meet somebody who knows everything about everything and knows it always proud right oh yeah you know you try and talk to them about something like oh yeah I knew that 30 years ago. What do you know? Right? It's a pride thing. But then it says knowledge puffs up, Paul says, but love builds up, love edifies.
0: Jesus is real. Pastor Daniel hopefully left all of us today with a thirst for God's word. There is much to learn from the Bible. As we continue to gain knowledge, our relationship with him will deepen. Our hearts will turn toward his will and his love will shine through us.
1: Jesus is real family, Pastor Daniel here. Have you heard I got a brand new book that just came out? It's called Upward, Inward and Outward and I want you to get a copy of it. Go to my website, danielfusco.com. Listen, I wrote this book because we want to cultivate a life that is full of the love of God and because of God's love, loving ourselves and then moving into the
0: world, loving everyone. This is what life is all about. I can't wait for you to get a copy. God bless you guys. Don't forget, each and every bit of support we receive here at Jesus Is Real Radio goes to further the cause of Christ and put valuable resources into your hands to help you grow. As Daniel just mentioned, we'd love to offer you a copy of Upward, Inward, Outward, Loving God, Loving Yourself, and Loving People. And this just isn't any normal copy. It's a limited edition signed copy by Pastor Daniel. Check out JesusIsRealRadio.com and click on Partner. That's JesusIsRealRadio.com and then simply click on Partner. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time as Pastor Daniel discusses how everything we need to know about who we are can be found at the cross of Jesus we'll begin to discuss how to find our true identities in our loving and forgiving Savior. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. On behalf of Pastor Daniel and the entire production team, we invite you to join us again for the next edition of Jesus is Real Radio.